0: Welcome to the inaugural edition of the Fitness Geek Collective Podcast. I'm joined with my two fantastic, fabulous co-hosts, Sean and Deanne. Welcome. Hello.
1: Hi. Thanks, Jake. Thanks, Jay.
0: So we put this powerhouse of fitness people together to unravel the mysteries of the fitness world. No, really, it's just about talking with other people who are passionate about fitness that was my idea of putting the podcast together and bringing some actual experts in on a lot of the fields. Because, as you know, as um, we'll get in later in the podcast, we all come from different backgrounds, which provide different insight. But you know, over the course of this podcast, I like to bring in other people to bring in their insights and just share fitness ideas, and I thought that would be a good thing to do.
1: Mm-hmm. So here we are. Here we are.
0: So, Deanne. Yes we said that you would go first. So Sean and I are going to grill you.
1: Okay, fun. I'm ready. Bring it.
0: Why did you get into fitness?
1: Okay, well, I've gotten gotten to fitness. um, Pretty much I was born into it. Uh, I've been active my entire life. Um, Started running track and field when I was 10 years old. Before that, I used to Dance and so I did both for a while, but fitness uh, has always been a part of my life. So, like I said, I started track and fields when I was ten years old. Um, was part of a track club till high school. Was lucky enough to get a scholarship uh, to go away to the states. I went to Idaho State University. I was a sprinter there. Um, so yeah, so I I did that. Then I came home after graduating from Idaho State. I came home and ran still competed for quite a bit. And then uh, probably I'd say about five years ago, I decided to not like to kind of put my sprinting shoes behind me and started taking up long distance. So right now, currently in the last five years, I've been a long distance runner.
2: Yeah. I'm just curious. And then we talked about, I mean, we, when we kind of had our pre podcast call, mm-hmm. what, Led you from going from sprinting to long distance, and and, and for a couple of reasons, yes. obviously they're, they're very very different. Yes. But from like a physical standpoint, they're completely different. Like you're training your muscles in an entirely different way. One's explosive. Yep. And one's the long, right, the nice long fibers. And just wondering how, what was the, the 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 sort of the 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 first domino that kicked over to to start that transition.
1: Uh, The reason why I did that is because I was getting old and (laughs) I wasn't (laughs) like like because I stopped like sprinting when uh probably my early 20s and yeah I just got too old to be a sprinter and also because so with with sprinting like they have um like you can go into the master's category so at the time I was too young to go into master's but then i was too old to be sprinting against like the 18 year olds kind of thing so i was just mm. caught in the middle but then i wanted to still stay in shape and yeah so i just decided to train myself to be a long distance runner and it, honestly like you said sean it wasn't easy because it is so completely different and like i had said when we were talking last week like i would go out for a long run what i think was the long run i would go like full ass and then be exhausted after like 500 meters because I had that sprinting mentality that I'm a runner. I can run fast, but then it wouldn't last. So I had to really train myself to pace because in sprinting, you don't pace like you, the gun goes off and you just go guns blazing. Mm-hmm. Like you, there's no pacing.
0: Did you like find I'm you had uh, a bit of discomfort adjusting from the two different like muscle mechanics? You know
1: thing? what? Mentally? Yes. Mentally. Not it, that physically not so much but mentally it's huge like sprinting like yeah it is a mental game but not not so much as long distance running like because you can get caught in your head and you can get caught in your thoughts with the long distance running like I'm going too fast I need to slow down or I'm too tired. I need to, like, there's so many things that go in your head with long distance yeah. running. So i very
0: fascinated with yeah. when you change because you're also, you're also changing your energy system. You're using as well. Going from anaerobic. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. To, yeah, hundred well, percent. Everything yeah. is
0: changing in your body and your body's going in a totally different, working in a totally different oh, way. It's so Work so for actual recovery times and stuff like that would probably factor in for sure. Right.
1: Yeah, it's so opposite. And I respect long distance runners now because I remember like when years ago I'd see someone running, I'm like, oh my God, they're going so slow because I'm like, you know, the sprinting mentality. But now I'm like, good for you because I know the struggle.
0: <laughs> they're still not technically long distance runners compared to Sean, but we'll get to that in a bit. But... Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So I never did really answer the question. So I got into fitness because it's been part of my life. And then I have two boys that are in hockey and so three years ago, I volunteered to the coach to be like their their dryland coach, because it's very important to have the off-ice component of hockey. And so I did that and then realized that I freaking love it and decided, because my, my younger brother also is a personal trainer, and I kind of thought, I'm like, oh, maybe I'm too old to be a trainer. But then after I um, worked with the boys with their hockey, I'm like, yeah, this is what I want to do. So... Last year became certified, that's where I met Jay, and yeah, here we are.
0: You're a study besties. We actually we just finally sta- ended up sitting <laughs> beside each other, and we both, yeah. kind of. and I was pursuing at the time too, as I wanted to do a lot of the dry land hockey stuff as well, and it was just by fate, the two of us uh, ended up sitting together, and we were study buddies yeah. ever since.
1: Yeah, crazy, I know, it was meant to be. Yeah. So yeah, so there's, there's my little bit of my story.
2: Cool. Yeah.
0: Sean, you got any questions?
2: No, I mean, the big one was just the transition for me. That's, um, you know, when she said it, when we were talking a week ago, it kind of threw me off. Like I, to go from being, you know, especially a high level sprinter that where you're running, you know, you get a scholarship to go along. It gets such a completely different animal, right?
1: Yep. And I'm, I'm still learning. Like I'm still figuring it out. Yeah.
2: So we're going to get into
0: more of the, the, the changes in your current more like workplace in another episode, but for what you were doing before oh, all the COVID stuff and restrictions, can you yeah. talk a little bit about, cause every trainer, we all have differences of things. You know, I work more with solo athletes or solo, mostly like middle, middle-aged married women for the most part, yeah. a lot of my market that the people that I, that I work with, yeah. you get the occasional athlete, but you specialize much more in groups and larger, in larger right. groups, right? Which is a totally different monster so maybe just talk yeah. a little bit about what, you've, what you what your work with uh, your current company and your your company that you've launched
1: yes yeah, so my company that i started it's called determination training And so, yeah, like you said, Jay, I was doing a lot of hockey dryland groups. Like, so the teams, I I have a few, I have a few one-on-one clients. So I was working out of, so one of my good friend's brother owns a gym in St. Albert called No Limits. And so it's a private gym. So you just, I contracted through him. So that's where all the teams were going before COVID and it was amazing facility. Like Jay, you came once, like a super awesome place. But then once the restrictions started, um, I decided so some of the coaches and everything got like asked me and so we're starting to do stuff online so I've been doing in my basement I have a gym set up in my basement and I've just been doing online with the teams yeah like your gym yeah so and it's actually at first I'm like this is not why I became a trainer because that like I I'm a total hands-on person I like to like correct and whatever but now with COVID you can't but I was just telling my husband last night that I feel like I'm really getting to know the teams better and the boys better because you as you can see like, you have on to our screens, you have to. And so yeah. I like, I can see their names and I can point out stuff. So I'm, I'm actually liking it. So once we get back into seeing them in person, I think that relationship is going to be awesome. So yeah, so I, and it, it is what it is right now. So at least I'm fortunate that I'm a, still able to work. And I still am able to do what I love. It's just, just a little bit different now.
0: So still able to, you, you gross me out almost on every single day, your social media posts of running, doing this running every day, yeah. every day, yeah, how far do you run every day? Yesterday your-
1: was 180, 180 days consecutive that I've been running.
0: And how far do you run?
1: Uh, So yesterday I did five, and so Brody and I, my husband, have decided that during this COVID, this last lockdown that we're doing, so it's a four-week lockdown that we have here in Alberta, that we're going to up our minimum distance per day to five kilometers. So for for four weeks, we're going to be running five kilometers. I know
0: know we talked about this last week, but Sean, I joined Sean once for one time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for a five kilometer run I don't. They, I, you know i'll let sean take that on that one but um it's just for for me it's a totally like i come from a totally different athletic set right so for me it's mm-hmm. different to understand like you run every day that's insane <laughs> <laughs> like i was sore i think for a week after after uh going for a run with sean and so it's interesting i got well, that when i was trying to do the navy i'm the non-runner fit guy i'm still a fit guy i just am not the biggest runner yeah. person,
2: per se it was that the time you came with me and i was trying to do that navy seal Yeah,
0: no not the navy seal it was i think we did a k and a half and then we did uh push-ups uh uh, like a oh yeah yeah Yeah. some kind of upper body exercise which i was like still wrapping my head around like what what we were going for there but you know at the end of the day it it was killer killer
2: (laughs) well you're switching from anaerobic to aerobic and back right so so
0: so as i got into that you know and that's that's a whole nother that's like literally an entire episode you talk about that's ATP right mm-hmm. so, <laughs> um, and a lot of that stuff comes in circuit training and doing uh, high like high intensity interval training as well uh, those mm-hmm. things really play play a factor and you know yeah, that makes makes a big difference, but no I was just you do you do a lot of running that's a lot of that's like you be that consistent at anything is is, is yeah
1: is no it's pretty awesome and Sean, when you said remember you told me a lot when we were talking last time you're like you could do an ultra because you're running. Mm-hmm every day and so I was talking to Brody about that it's so it's kind of not that I'm saying I'm gonna do one but mm-hmm. it's kind of in my head a little bit now that I like because you're like if you're running every day you know how to run on tired legs
2: well so for far, example like from when I would train for an ultra I would do like an average week for me would be Monday off Tuesday 6k Wednesday 12 Thursday 6 Friday off 40 on Saturday 40 on, 40 on Saturday 20 on Sunday
0: Wow. So that's probably a really great segue into, um, also for a lot of people that don't know, what's an ultra run, Sean?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it depends who you ask. Um, (laughs) You know, we we live in a culture where we can politicize anything. So um, my understanding is it's anything over 50. Uh, However, I've heard different people say that that's not real. Um, I've, been told if you do it on the road versus on trail it's not a real like
1: oh wow yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. there's some real
2: hardcore elitist I think anything anytime you go 10 kilometers beyond a a regular marathon that's ultra I would say you're doing an ultra yeah
1: I would say that too because a real is 42 kilometers so yeah so anything yeah Yeah. I'd even say 43 was an ultra
0: So, John, in one single day, how many kilometers have you ran? What's your number, like, top number?
2: 87. How long did that take you? What's that? How long did that take you? Um, running time, it was like 13 and a half hours, but the whole day was about 14 and a half, 15, wow. something like that. I
0: don't That's even know long. what muscle system keeps you
2: alive at that point in time,
0: really that but again like, ultimately not my specialty so
2: i, I have <laughs> some tricks that we can go and do over, over the course of this podcast i guess yeah
0: well and that was kind of the idea when we put everybody all the three of us together i thought this is a cool group of different totally different mm-hmm. aspects of it yeah no yeah i think it's gonna be good yeah
1: so jay why did you get into fitness because i was fat
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's true sorry i <laughs> about six seven years ago i i I barely played i didn't play any sports when i was a kid i played music mostly um i didn't look after my body and i was getting to the point that i was trying to tie my shoelaces up and i was running out of breath um it was ridiculous and i always put so i put my before and after picture up with um on my website with the j fitness and training because say from the the get-go it's like i've gone through that so those are the people, they're, they're kind of my specialty. It's like, course, yeah. I've, I've gone through that. I've been that person. I've never yeah, I haven't yeah. been a fit person my entire life. Um, so I st- what I did was I, um, I actually had uh, a person from my ex's family actually referred to say that I, started, that I was looking like Rob Ford. At that moment, I literally left that bar. I went immediately over to the nearest gym and signed up for 36 personal training sessions wow and my first personal trainer i got wasn't wasn't top-notch but the guy i got afterwards a limb he was fantastic was inspiring and uh he's gonna i got him paid. he's gonna be probably a guest on one of uh, one of these times when he comes up great guy uh still works with gym movement um one of the leaders there and but incredible trainer awesome really just and when you, when you get the more you do the personal training, you realize it's it's not always about metrics, and numbers, and reps, mm-hmm. sets, bench press, and all this stuff like that. It's how people feel and like really um, making people feel confident.
2: And you yeah. can see,
0: you know, now now I've been doing it for like a year and a half. You see the the change you can make in people, and the impact on that is just incredible. It's it's addicting to see mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. want, to be, you want help everybody that way, right? So. Um, and then for me, it's like, I've, I, I got into fitness thinking that I was going to be a gym bro pretty much and do the bench press and stuff like that. And now I've gone into a totally different direction. Now I'm in the process of getting my, uh, human movement specialist certification, which is all corrective exercise. So it literally has nothing to do about bodybuilding or anything like that. The majority of people that work out in a gym, it's, they're doing a bodybuilder workout and they have all different goals, Right. athletes want to move better the seniors want to be able to get out of their seats everything like that and they don't need to be doing bicep curls there's different programs for everybody right which i just find so fascinating the more i dive the more i've done into the training it was interesting because you remember ron saying too that master certified us is that you get into fitness for one thing and then you end up finding that you find a niche for yourself you go in a totally different direction of something that's passionate right
1: so Mm -hmm.
0: it was an interesting journey and uh yeah I'm not. I'm not yeah, so I
2: met you what six years ago?
0: Yeah, yeah. Sean used to be my boss.
2: Yeah. So six years ago, you were heavier then. But did you had you already started going like? But you weren't. I wouldn't call you. No. I had I had a regular five to six
0: day a week fitness routine when I met you. But what okay. I was doing was I was again doing a bodybuilder workout. So I was essentially doing heavy weights, three reps, three sets of ten all oh, the weeder workout
2: yeah, the weeder workout the
0: Bro workout yeah. the fri- Friday, friday's arms day bro yeah 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 and yeah. You, know what? I lo- you know what and if that's what your, that's what your goal is sure there's there's a lot of programs out there but i just realized that i wasn't really i wasn't really toning up so once i got once uh, i actually took the personal training certification through canfit and started doing more personal training doing more research doing more workshops and cuz constantly have to learn If you want to be Mm -hmm. in the top of this field, then like I'm, I'm a rookie in this, in this field, both of Of us, we're, we're we're total noobs in this.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Right. Full disclosure. But if you want to be in the top of this field, you got to know a lot of stuff and Mm -hmm. do a lot of the research and stuff like that. And that's what I found has helped me. And it's changed how I train, how, what I, I look at, at exercise and fitness in a totally different way than I did when I first came in. So yeah, mm-hmm. I had a lot of, I had, and how my physique was, was very representative as I had I had probably had a little bit bigger muscle, but it just looked, ugh. so and that <laughs> my goal. I didn't want to be like this big bodybuilder. people want to do that, I can train a bodybuilder. It's no problem. It's just right. for, for me, it wasn't the look I wanted. So mm-hmm. fortunately with some education, I was able to turn myself into what I wanted to look like.
1: <laughs> awesome, awesome.
0: So yeah, that's our stories.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What time are we at here?
1: How much time do we have?
2: It was pretty quick, so. Did you guys want me to give my story?
0: Of course. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, who, 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 who queued me up? What's that? Who queued me up? Yeah, it was a beautiful, I you were, a beautiful I was transition be she did. She didn't read the email. I guarantee you she didn't read the email.
1: Oh, I. What? Okay. Anyways,
0: continue Sean. homework. I knew it. Sean, <laughs> uh, you have an incredible story. You yes. have an
1: incredible story.
0: we are saving,
2: saving, saving the best for last.
1: Yes. Well,
2: best. Uh, <laughs> no, my, I am complete. I should let anyone know and listen to this podcast that I'm the only non expert of the three. Mm. I have absolutely zero training or certifications in anything fitness related. Um, My story is a lot different. Um, How I got into it was I got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 2007. Uh, It was about a month after my 30th birthday. And um, at that time, I was about 60 pounds heavier than I am right now. 60, 65 pounds heavier than I am right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, and I'd spent the, the better part of 10 years on a bar stool um it's just you know I don't like to say it but it's 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 the truth so you know there's no sense and you talk about not being able to run like five feet I mean uh you know the story I tell people and 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 Deanne you know those um pedestrian the the bridges on the the little river there in St. Albert Mm -hmm. so where I used to have my my first townhouse was almost directly straight up the hill from where the the little pedestrian bridge goes behind the mall over.
1: Yes. Yes. And from
2: that pedestrian bridge, you can see the big, the the bridge on St. Albert trail. Yes. And I would start there. My goal when I initially started running was to be able to run without stopping from that pedestrian bridge to the bridge at St. Albert road. And then that might be 300 meters.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Okay.
2: And I remember the first time I tried to do it, I probably got halfway and wow. I my heart was just like, boom, Wow. And I was just, right? Um, and at the time I was also adjusting to having MS and my balance being of off. It was, it, was, it was a pretty miserable thing. And my goal at the time was just to be able to get from one bridge to the other. Okay. That's it.
0: Yeah.
2: And then. I eventually got to the point where I could get from one bridge to the other. So I thought, yeah. okay, why don't I go from one bridge to the other, cross the bridge and come back. And that'll okay. be right. yeah. And it was about a kilometer. And then yeah. I could do that. And then I thought, okay. Then what I started doing was I started just stretching out different bridges. So then I would go, instead of stopping at St. Albert Trail on the Wolf Little Pass there, Yeah. I go down a creepy little red bridge in front of the City Hall, behind City Hall there, yeah. across there and back. Okay. It so just you just kept, kept going out new
1: bridges, new. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I just started adding bridges. Then eventually I got to the point where I was running 5k wow. and I thought, well, why not try 10? Amazing. And then, and then to go from five to 10 wasn't like, once you can run five, you probably could do 10, yeah. you know, like being chased by a bear or a gun to your head or something. Right. You could do it.
1: You could do it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then, so I got to comfortable with 10 and then I thought, well, why don't I try a half marathon? So in 2009, just after wow. two years after I got diagnosed, I ran my first half marathon in red deer. Wow. And I finished in two hours, which I've been told is a reasonable time for a a weekend warrior, right?
1: Yeah, that's awesome, yeah.
2: And I ran a couple more half marathons and I thought I was done with it. And then I met my wife in 2010. Mm -hmm. um, And then she got pregnant and we had our first kid and my daughter in 2011. Mm -hmm. And we had started doing the MS bike tour every year. And that's you ride your bike from Leduc to Camrose. Okay. to raise money for the Society. And there's usually, I think every year they usually have the society gets about 2,000 riders, give or take. Okay. And it's pretty cool riding down the highway with, you know, 2,000 other cyclists. It's kind of a, yeah. new, you know, um, and so fundraising goals. And what happened was one you get, this is going to sound really silly, but you get these special shorts and these special shirts. If you raise certain amounts of money.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I won't even wear the bike shorts. I've Come never on, worn fantastic it
0: on you. Come on.
2: No one looks good in them. <laughs> yeah. And that little, that little piece of foam in your crotch doesn't do anything. No. Awesome. <laughs> After about an hour, you're like, yeah, it was good for a bit, but now it's completely flat as a pancake. Yeah, and yeah. My, my I ass still I hurts.
0: Still so, involved. I would
2: have got involved. Please. That's awesome. But anyway, they had these little, and then down the side, it would say like club 1000. And that meant, meant you rub like a, no, sorry. The different things meant you raised different amounts of money but to get these bike okay. shorts it said club five thousand you have to raise five thousand or more and I remember we were at the finish line and this lady who looked like a grandma who did the tour i'm not judging it's just you know she looked like a grandma she had the club yeah. five thousand shorts on and i thought son of a gun i have ms and i can't raise five grand okay this granny did so i'm like how am i gonna do it yeah and my wife and i were in mexico that year and you know we were in an all-inclusive which is probably how the why the idea came out then is we're standing in the pool and i don't know how many margaritas i'd had at that point and i looked, yeah. know like, to raise money for that ms tour so i can get those shorts i should run it i should run the bike tour
1: okay and this whole thought, idea for sure i'll raise
2: five grand a piece of clothing <laughs> i love it
1: <laughs> yeah um,
2: well jay you know me i have a bit of a competitive streak in me right so
1: yeah
2: and i thought there's no way i won't Raise five thousand dollars. If no, you're gonna yeah, ready. To do it. But the funny thing at that time, even though I'd run a half had run a half marathon, I actually had no idea. I didn't know ultra marathons were a thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so and I didn't discover that until I started doing research. I was trying to figure out because the, the, the bike tour is 190k to over two days. Okay. Or is it 180? It's it's 90 something there and 90 something back. And it takes about three and a half hours to ride it. Okay. So I was trying to figure how long is it going to take me to run it? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, so I started looking into the training and I realized there's no way I'm running there and back. But what if I just ran there? If I went from Le Duke to Camrose, what's that going to look like?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I, and this is in, because you guys are trainers and maybe this is my role in this group is to be the, this is to be the foil, I guess, is that <laughs> I just found, I found an ultra marathoning plan on the internet. So it's just like a chart. Yeah. <laughs> right and i went i'll just follow that so for i don't know for 6 7 months i was running every 5 days a week and you know you you kind of bring your kilometers up yep. and then you taper down and yep. then you take a break and then you do your run
0: yeah yeah it's interesting that it also sounds exactly like a periodization in weight training or strength training as well
1: yeah and that's exactly that's how i train for halves and stuff like you yeah. you build and then the week before you bring it back down and and your- yeah recovery yeah.
0: deload
2: so I, um, so I just kept running and, you know, I didn't know anything about the nutrition side of it. I didn't know. I just, I ran a lot and, yeah, I, yeah. and I, and I figured, and here's, here's some of the interesting assumptions that, that I went into all this craziness with is I assume just because I'll start doing all this cardio, I'll start running five days a week and I'm going to go from two sixty five to 190 pounds like that. Yeah. No, I
0: just want to jump in there for one thing, because I don't know if, because I, I, I generally post all these things on the J Fitness and Training Instagram, these little tips and stuff like that, and I didn't feel like I, would, I was going to be attacking my two runners, but all the, all the science and stuff and the research backing on taking care of belly fat has absolutely nothing to do with cardio. The reason they call it cardio is about your cardiovascular system. It's great for runner training, but for losing weight, it's not, yeah, it's, not uh-huh. good, it's, yeah, so it's a I, misconception, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, so I just assumed that I would cut all this weight that I've been carrying around for years, and you know, and I got in really good shape, but my body didn't change that much. I went from sitting at around, like I said, between the two fifty to two sixty range, and I dropped down to about two twenty five. Mm-hmm. When I first it's met, still, Sean, I mean, it's still when significant. He me, when he but he, it's I not, first
0: met Sean, he hmm? told me that he was a uh, he would run like eighty five k, and I looked at him and I did not believe him. He just, oh, hey, I got he that for years. does not have the bill. He looks like he's a, he's a bigger guy. Right. Yeah. No, so it would just, it blew my mind. Right.
2: Yeah. No, I've been, I got that. Um, I would show up for interviews to get interviewed for TV and the reporter would just look at me and you could just tell, like, there's no way, <laughs> there's no way. Um, but, you know, that's part of the reason how I got interested in, in fitness and this in specifically diet and stuff is because I, I've, I've discovered over the past five years as I've been doing this stuff, cause I've done three really long runs now. So I've run from Le Duc to Camrose twice. And I've run from um, Fort Saskatchewan to Devon
1: mm-hmm.
2: once. Um, and I've done some other ones that um, I've done some other ones where, you know, I signed up for like the Grizzly and Canmore and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But what the interesting thing I've discovered is that most of the stuff that I was taught growing up and I played competitive hockey and stuff. Was I don't know if if I'm allowed to say this on here, but Jay, you'll let me know. But was complete horseshit. Like, Mm -hmm. especially especially in terms of diet, because I was always told, "Don't eat fat." For the love of God, don't eat fat. Right? I started eating fat. I changed my diet. Yeah. Started eating more. I cut out all the processed foods. It's easier for me to maintain my weight now. Now I'm sitting around 200 pounds. So that's like from 260. So I bounce between 1,595 and 205 now. Yeah. And this isn't, I'm not running anywhere close to what I was when I'm training for to run these ultras. And it's all just from shifting my diet. And I found yeah. that a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that you think, you know, you don't. And I like what Jason said earlier, like you think, you know, but to stay on top of it, like there's a lot of stuff you really need to know.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And about- the other
2: fascinating like- thing I learned is when you're running and you, when you're doing a 10 hour run or a 12 hour run, uh, nutrition while you're running is, is fascinating to me. Cause I almost died, killed myself the first time I did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh. They had me in the back of the St. Aunt John's ambulance. And my, my neurologist is looking at me. He's like, man, I don't know. I don't know if you should keep going. And we were about 60, 65 in. Yeah. So, so oh. the last, last little while was her. Anyway, that's my story. So I can yeah. go on the Amazing first.
0: story. I just wanted to touch on that nutrition part of it. This will be something that will come up a lot in this podcast. And I was actually quite, I was quite interested. So the, the, the person that runs the, the, the physiotherapist guy that essentially was runs the governing body that's doing my human um, movement specialist certification. Uh, he was asked a question on whether or not he would do a nutrition thing. He said, absolutely not, because it's such a changing and moving target. And mm-hmm. nutrition is very similar to the definition of ultra running. It's very religious and very divisive right so we have people that you know say that oh this crash diet works or you know so keto works for everything yeah. for everybody all the time or you know the paleo or or the the vegan one we're gonna trigger sean here
2: yeah. <laughs> i'm okay i'm okay right,
0: right? Yeah. So, eating, like eating all the like and but the point is is that what i learned when we did the when i did that health eating weight loss certification program is that a lot of it more comes down to balancing of the macronutrients and things like that. It's actually a simpler yeah. process. It's just eating a balanced diet and less processed foods. Eating cleaner and in it, based on your goals, right? Sean, when you do the ultra running, I, I think I attended a lecture at uh, one of the conferences and it was an ultra runner and a guy that had his precision nutrition, which is a very high, like, that's a pretty high ranking up for like, personal trainers to have that. Uh, that's yeah. that's that's pretty much a gold standard for north america for personal trainers lease outside of nutritionists and dietitians and stuff
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he put up his his diet for when he was doing these ultra runs or whatever in the grand canyons and stuff and it was like i think i told you it was like 25
2: oreos and um well day of, you, you can know, just go gave me those
0: when we
1: went for that, you, that one time you are going to burn stuff. all that off anyways yeah. My,
2: i don't have them any other time of the year well, you know sour keys they're covered in salt and they're like jelly and they're, they're shaped like a key you ever seen those they're covered in salt yeah they got like a salty cover but oh, oh the day my my buddy mark had a big tub of them and a couple of times throughout the day when i'm doing like and he would just come up to me and i would just oh well it makes sense you just need that sugar right so
1: yeah exactly
2: so it's, it was interesting.
0: It, 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 that is the one time I say that maybe the nutrition thing isn't, it's a totally different ball game. But outside of yeah. that, um, for most of it, for in my qualifications, I would, would talk, I talk mainly now about balanced diets. I don't talk about crash diets. I don't talk about like, you can do keto, but I don't recommend it long-term. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend any of the, any of the diets because if you're not doing a balanced diet and you're not doing a proper strength or like a resistance program, you're going you're gonna to slide right back. Yeah. So all the progress you're going to make, you're going to slide right back, and you might have injuries and different things from different stuff like that. So for the, for the scope of my practice of what I can do is I can talk about balanced diets and mm-hmm. for me, macronutrients, things like that. Now, if we get some experts on here on particular things that want to talk about it, like nutrition, If we get a nutritionist on here. It's great stuff, but, man, is it the nutrition is such a divisive topic. It shouldn't be. Yes, it totally
1: is. Yeah, <laughs> I totally agree.
0: Yeah, yeah. And maybe everyone can agree, oh, don't, don't eat pizza every day. And sit on your couch we can all agree that's exactly. probably not gonna you're not gonna exactly. get the body I, by doing that
1: i believe in like everything in moderation like because i've done the keto i've done the whole 30 i've done all that and like when i'm in it i i i'm craving things where i don't usually crave like i i don't think anyone should deprive themselves of like you only live once if you want to have pizza one night have pizza one night but don't like you said jay like don't eat it every single day.
0: Like. Yeah. Closer, just... I lost 50 pounds on the keto diet, but I would yeah. still not recommend it to any of my clients. Right. And it's not a long-term thing. It's That's not. Because it created some other difficulties for me that I have to correct now. Right. Yeah. 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 I totally
1: agree. Yeah. I just, I believe in the balance, like eating off the the food guide, which changes all the time too, but just yeah. Living in balance. Yeah.
2: Yeah. One thing I, I changed that I've made that I really noticed a big difference is and it, 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 it's not for everyone because of the cost mm. but i switched from buying meat from supermarkets and i only buy local grass-fed meat um actually i buy it not far from where you guys live um deanne up at you yeah. know darcy's meat market oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah you buy from darcy's well we actually we have a friend who they have like they're kind of farmers mm-hmm. but we get our eggs from them now and at first i didn't think there'd be a big difference but oh my god And then we, now we just bought half a cow. (laughs) And so they're going to do everything for us. So we're like going to get into ground meat, roast, whatever. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning, it seems like a lot, but then our freezer is going to be packed.
0: So that falls right in line with being, eating and consuming less processed food. So even when you make a smoothie, you're technically processing that food, right? When you make a meal prep meal, you're processing it. You're changing its state to something else. And the more you mm-hmm. change a food and break down its proteins and other things like that, it becomes less and less of that nutrition value, right? Right. So it's essentially when they say in the Canada Food Guide and other things like that, as they say, is you're eat, you should, if you're going to eat broccoli, try not to have overcooked broccoli. Make sure it's almost like, yeah. raw broccoli, it's better for you or slightly cooked. Slightly yes. cooked vegetables yeah. versus overcooked vegetables, stuff like that, right? Yeah. yeah. Because the more, yeah. You, the more you change the compound of that food, it becomes... Less nutritional value. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah. No, I could, yeah. We could probably have we could, a whole- yeah, we, we I think we need to do like a month series on nutrition. We could just- Yeah. You know, oh, I know. Yeah. I know. It, it, it's tough. But I think the important thing is just that I tell my clients is like, look, it's an 80-20 rule. 80% of the time you should watch what the hell you're eating and 20%, mm-hmm. go have your pizza. Go have exactly. your treats, Enjoy life because- if if you try to keep anything past that, you're gonna you're gonna fall right off the wagon. And I, the I totally I totally agree. And, and like, it's,
1: it's, like yeah. And especially with our life right now, like we're all you know we're in this freaking COVID. So if you want a glass of wine on a Wednesday, have a glass of wine on a Wednesday. Like, or if you want that cookie or whatever, just don't do it every single day. You know.
0: Yeah. So it could kind of turn this into like full circle with this. We can definitely get into some nutrition topics and stuff like that. I definitely ask for any of our audience or the five fans that maybe will be listening out there, hopefully, (laughs) that if they have. Hi mom. Things they want us to talk about or or theories or particular things that they want us to discuss, you know, um, I'm going to provide the socials and all our contact information at the end of the podcast. And Mm -hmm. on that
2: note, I got to cut in. I don't have any social media. And I and yeah, so we,
0: we, I, 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 I have an email
2: address people. we can give out.
0: You're the mystery you're the mystery man, but whatever. You're not you're you know, you're doing your thing. You're doing your thing there. When you're Yeah, I'm not
2: trying dead. to get anybody to hire me to train them, so it's okay. I don't need one
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wow, just threw down the gauntlet there. Oh god. <laughs> uh, um
2: Well you just talked about how divisive everything is and I just find that that's the that's one of the main causes of it.
0: I, yeah, I guess but that's yeah, that's out of our scope for sure this, <laughs> I would say, I'd say for that. Um, the other thing that uh, I was hoping to do in game from this podcast. So after this podcast comes out, I'm not sure based on when we, the first one just kind of figure out when we're going to release it. Um, we're going to, I'm going to put up uh, what's going to be a home workout for everybody that people can do. So if they gauge with their social media at the uh, fitness geek collective Instagram account, um, the next one, who wants to do the next workout for the next episode? I would like to do one home, simple, easy to use workout for every nice. single episode we do and have that posted on our Instagram so people can go there and check out that workout. Cause I think awesome. we're going to really dive into that next episode is how important now home workouts are going to be. And it's not even a thing of people having money to buy equipment. It's very difficult to get equipment. I have some of my clients who can't buy a kettlebell. Yeah. They're not available on Amazon, right? So, Things aren't available anywhere. It's crazy, yeah. But Deanne, one of the body weight experts, because she kills it at that. That was something for me. I was very uncomfortable. What? No weights? No bands? What (laughs) what do you mean? (laughs) Right? So we'll get a lot more into that. But, uh, yeah, whoever wants to take it on the next one, I got the workout already lined up for when this one drops. And uh, each of us can take turns, but I'd like to do that definitely at least through...
2: Just book. just to interject once again. I think uh, as far as the workouts go, that'll be you guys.
0: Yeah, you're Although, like I'm not doing it. at all though I'd like to see you actually do one after we do a couple. Definitely. I'd like to see what you would what you would do at home. I run. Could you get a different perspective.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could shoot myself running on my treadmill.
0: There you go. There you go.
2: That's exciting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great. So, I think that that wraps it for our first our inaugural Yay. run here kind of got job boys us and our backgrounds and everything. So I'm super excited to work with, like I said, and it's funny because all three of us know each other from degrees of separation as well. I know, which is so crazy. That's yeah. so cool. That's so I cool.
2: have to say when Jay texted me that picture of you and Brody, Oh, you gotta be kidding. Like, yeah. you oh, yeah. be kidding. like you, uh, he's like, yeah, this is my new, my new training bestie or whatever. Jason said in the text message. And then I looked at it, I'm like, you got to be kidding. And then I thought to myself, I, I hope Brody doesn't think that I'm like silently stalking him. And every few years, I just sort of like drop out of the ceiling or something.
0: <laughs> I totally filled that narrative. I yeah, know that
1: was so Yeah, because when you brought that up, I'm like, what? Like Sean, Sean? Like we know, like, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So cool.
0: No, it's, it's really cool. I think we're going to have a lot of fun with it. And Are we still recording? Yeah. So Zoom gave us, uh, they took the limit off for us because we were doing so good seriously i'm serious dead serious oh it didn't give you a countdown no they said uh we're taking away the 40 minute uh time limit is that cool or do you love that i'm like yeah i love that oh that's awesome yeah, we're recording and i'm
2: backup recording too so we're we're covered yeah so, oh you were
0: recording too Sean? Yep. oh perfect okay so thanks very much for checking in the next are tuning in I got to get my there podcast, ch- podcast chops back up. Right, Sean, from the from yeah. to, uh, well, podcast days, right?
2: Oh, boys. Those are, those were, yeah, let's just, let's just all put right, in those.
0: Out of scope, yeah. out of scope. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks for uh, joining me and helping me on this project. And I think, yeah, we're all going to have fun with this. So yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. Until next time, next episode, super critical for any fitness professionals looking to do some virtual training. And I think I'm gonna have a surprise guest lined up. So stay tuned.